1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire back with you guys. and We are going to start talking about the... Uh, positional breakdowns we'll talk about you know the players and who's under contract look at look at the salary cap things like that start going through the different positions for the Carolina Panthers and get these kind of start getting ready for the off season We'll also touch on a certain big game that is coming up this weekend. We'll get to that in a little bit. Of course, Locked on Panthers brought to you today by our friends over at mybookie.ag. With the Super Bowl coming, great time to give yourself a chance to win a little bit of money. So go check out mybookie today. So let's jump into it with... Let's start right at the top. Let's start at the quarterback position. E- easy enough, right? Everyone likes to start a quarterback. Uh, at the moment, the Panthers have just two quarterbacks under contract for 2019. That, of course, is Cam Newton and Kyle Allen. Cam Newton will roll with a, uh, 23 and a half, or $23.2 million cap hit. In 2019, that accounts for a little over 12% of the salary cap, and this is with an estimated estimated cap of about 191 million dollars. Uh, if we're looking at, and, and I'm I'm going to use a mix of spot rack and over the cap to get some of these numbers, uh, but they have an adjusted salary cap of 191.5 million dollars. That does include the news that we heard on Thursday that the Panthers are going to roll over two and a half million dollars in unused 2018 cap space. So that gives them an estimated cap space, at least with the top 51 of $19 million. Because remember during the offseason, when you have your 90 man roster, only the top 51 contracts are counted toward the salary cap. So, again about 19 million in cap space and you know as we dig through this we'll certainly uh look at players we we've touched on it a bit before players that maybe the Panthers can move on from throughout the offseason to give themselves a little bit of uh a little bit of spending room but again for the moment uh Cam Newton 23.2 million or set to count 23.2 million uh against the salary cap in 2019 And then Kyle Allen, of course, at essentially the bare minimum, $495,000. We've talked, of course, about the quarterback position. The prior news that there were some speculation that maybe the Panthers were thinking about the possibility of sitting out the entire season. Uh, Don't think that's as likely now with cam newton going after or going in and getting arthroscopic surgery so i think he should be okay and and the panthers it seems like they expect him to be ready at, by ota so hopefully by then if not then you know at least hopefully by training camp cam newton should be good to go so i don't think you really have to dive too much into the quarterback position uh, i'd I would venture to guess if there is going to be a move in free agents in free agency or the draft, it's going to be a very, very cheap option. You know, I could see them maybe taking quarterback late in the draft. You know, I've done mock drafts in the past where I've grabbed guys like Tyree Jackson or maybe someone like Ryan Finley late in the draft. You know, there's. I don't think you really have to go too, too berserk at, at the quarterback position. You know, even even looking at the the free agent quarterbacks, obviously it's never really a a strong free agent quarterback spot. I mean, T- Taylor Heinecke is a free agent. You know, maybe bring him back, or if you want to go with like an older veteran, just to kind of bring some tutelage, but. Uh, I, I don't really necessarily think you have to go too crazy. Uh, the, the Panthers seem to like what they have in Kyle Allen. Again, we we saw him in Week 17 against the Saints, and I, I thought he looked pretty decent. I, th- I think the Panthers would be okay if Kyle Allen were to start the season at least as the number two quarterback, and if he has to make, say, a spot start I think they should think they'd be all right. You know, if if you worry that Cam Newton is going to miss some games, maybe you go out and get a, a cheap veteran because, you know, depending on how you feel about the possibility of Kyle Allen having to start multiple games in a row. But if he has to make a spot start, I think he should be okay. But the way the recovery sounds like it's going to be for Cam Newton uh, it it definitely seems like there's less of a chance that there was maybe a month ago that Cam Newton is going to miss too many, if any, games. You know, he, he very well could be 100% or at least close to 100% by training camp and the start of the season. So again, if my my guess is if they if they go after a quarterback. It's going to be late in the draft. You know, again, I could see a Ryan Finley or, you know, wh- whoever the case may be. I mean, again, it's not really a, a – a lot of the quarterbacks in this class are probably more backup types anyway. Uh, we saw that the Senior Bowl, not many not many quarterbacks really stood out. Uh, D- Drew Locke was probably far and away well, – maybe not even far and away, but certainly in a class of his own among the eight quarterbacks that were there in mobile. Uh, I think it's, you know, and there's still a ways to go, but I think drew lock has all but solidified himself as probably around one pick. The rest of the guys, you know, will Greer took a bit of a dive. Um, again, I mentioned Tyree Jackson. He wasn't too bad, but he still got some developing to do. Uh, Trace McSorley, Probably going to be maybe a seventh round pick at best, maybe more likely a priority free agent. Uh, but maybe, maybe even that's where you dip into the quarterback pool. If you want to grab someone young is, is the un, um, among the undrafted rookies, you know, like you did with Kyle Allen, just wait until, wait until the draft's over, see what quarterbacks are there and just kind of go after that. That may very well be a, uh, a a more likely possibility when you kind of s- start thinking about it and start talking about it with how, with just how this quarterback class looks as as a whole. Uh, but that that's kind of you know the the touch of uh, where the Panthers kind of stand right now at the quarterback position in terms of who's here what their salary cap is and that that's kind of the way we'll do it uh with all these positions here
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
0: So we'll take a quick break and thank our friends over at my Bookie. And when we come back, we'll continue on with the positions. We'll jump into the running back position. Talk about that a little bit. But before we do that, again, I want to thank our friends over at MyBookie. Of course, you know, ever since I've been doing this podcast, people sometimes ask me, who am I betting on? Who do I think is going to win? Uh, you know, who's going to win this week? Things like that. We obviously don't know who's going to win for sure. But if you guys think you know, you got to check out my bookie because that's one thing I do know and that's it's a great betting service because remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with and that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, they're your best bet this season, especially this weekend with the Super Bowl coming. They've been in business for years, their reviews are excellent, the site is just so easy to use. So lay down some cash and win big today and who doesn't love winning money? On Super Bowl Sunday as always we only recommend services that have been great to us and my bookie has been fantastic to us because when you win they pay so they're not just fantastic to us they're fantastic to you guys as well in-game live betting best player perks in the business uh, fantasy over-unders all kinds of good stuff of course the prop bets for the Super Bowl it's all there uh even if you just look look at it right now, there's just so much you can do. You've you've got the squares, you've got you know an, anything you could think of really with, with the Super Bowl, my bookie has it. So, so go check them out and use the promo code locked on when you create your account, and they will claim your bonus matching your deposit dollar for dollar. So again, it's M Y B O O K-I-E, promo code locked on. Get your bonus. My bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's continue on with our run through the roster. You know, sort of like a state of the roster, I I guess we can call it. We'll look at the running back position right now. And uh, like the, well, not quite like, but they've only got a couple running backs as well under contract for 2019. Obviously, we've got Christian McCaffrey, who, of course, isn't going anywhere. But he only counts about $4.7 million against the cap in 2019. That's just under 2.5% of the salary cap. And then you've got Reggie Bonifin, 495000 uh, and then also fullback Alex Arma, six hundred and forty-five thousand, six hundred forty-five thousand uh, dollars. You do have Tavares. You know, if you look at the the roster on uh, our lads as well, you do have uh, Tavares Cadet on the roster at, at the running back position. But you know, not really sure if he's going to factor into 2019. Uh, sim- similar situation, though I think, with the quarterback position, and that running back again, I don't think is as as big of a need. You know, you don't really have to go crazy with that position as well. Uh, you go back to last offseason, or even back in the summer, when C.J. Anderson was brought in to the Panthers, brought into this backfield, and we were talking about how. CJ Anderson could play a little bit of a role in this backfield you know even if you were look, talking to fantasy analysts, CJ Anderson was talked about as like maybe a, a ninth round pick, which is pretty decent for a, a backup running back. Well as it turns out that's all Anderson was was a backup running back because uh, Christian McCaffrey basically played uh, seemingly a bajillion, a bajillion snaps uh, I'm actually trying to look up look that up right now actually how many if I can find how many snaps he played but we we know it was a a, a ridiculous amount, including a bunch of games where he played basically every snap where he he just basically became. The, the workhorse back. He, he did anything and everything relegating C.J. Anderson to a straight-up backup. Here, here we go. Um, he played in 966 snaps. That's over 91% of snaps, which was fourth most on the team. There was 1,058 total snaps because there was one player that played every single snap on offense, and that was Greg Van Van Roten, 1,058 snaps. Taylor Moten played all but five snaps. Ryan Khalil, 1,028 snaps. That was about 97%. And then Christian McCaffrey, 91.3%. And then if you look, game, if they have the snap counts, if I could find the snap counts here too. There we go, snap counts. About 91%, including eight games, so half of the games he played, he played every single snap. Uh, And in 14 of 16 games, he played at least 90% of the snaps. So bottom line, before I ramble on all those numbers, bottom line is he became the workhorse back for this team. And I don't see that changing anytime soon you know if, if it didn't especially after last season bringing in a veteran like CJ Anderson who was coming off a 1000 yard rushing season in Denver next to a a running back who was coming off a rookie season and there were still questions about whether he could be that full-time back Christian McCaffrey stepped up to the plates but now of course CJ Anderson is doing big things for the Rams and is set to play in the Super Bowl which, of course, we'll get to in a little bit. But, again, bottom line is I don't really think this is a position, again, that you really have to go crazy on. You know, you're you're probably going to get some – you're probably going to bring in some guys to kind of fill out the roster. I mean, you know, looking at the running back, you know, looking at the list of free agent running backs on spot rack, and we'll run through – you know, these are in order by – uh, average annual value of of their contract from last season. Uh, Latavius Murray is actually top of the list simply because his 2018 AAV was $5 you We've got guys like Latavius Murray, Marshawn Lynch, Mark Ingram, Lau Powell, Corey Grant, Garrett Blunt, uh, Spencer Ware, Jaquiz Rogers, TJ Yeldon, Doug Martin, Darren Sproles, Mike Davis, Fozzie Whitaker, and, you know, kind of down from there. I mean, you've got Adrian Peterson in there. Uh, Tevin Coleman's set to be a free agent. He's down on the list only because his contract wasn't that big, but you know he's likely going to get a big contract. But, again, you might be looking for, for cheap guys to kind of round out the roster, but you're not really – you're not really bringing anybody in that's going to really be any kind of competition for Christian McCaffrey, you know, and again, kind of of similar with the draft. Um, Not a lot of, you know, and and the running back position we know is a position that has still been devalued. Uh, There's obviously questions on, if a running back is even going to go in the first round. Now, Daniel Jeremiah, who we know is a fantastic draft analyst, actually had Joshua Jacobs going number five overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first mock, which was very interesting. And we know he's one of those guys that kind of does his mock drafts based on the buzz he's hearing, not necessarily his own thoughts. So that that's an intriguing intriguing pick there but um again you know if you're looking at running backs um you, you could easily get one on day three you know maybe guys like miles San- you know and these are just random names not necessarily um connecting dots but you know miles sanders out of penn state or rodney anderson out of oklahoma coming off that injury um Benny Snell played well last season for Kentucky and kind of made a bit of a name for himself. Uh, Miles Gaskin out of Washington. Karan Higdon out of Michigan. Uh, or how about a guy like Wes Hills out of Slippery Rock, who really made a name for himself over, over the last couple of weeks in a couple of All Star games? You know, dominated in the NFL PA game which earned him the call up to the senior bowl. You know, maybe he's someone he's certainly someone teams are going to look at late in the draft. So I mean, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting running back class as you kind of dig into it. You know, obviously not many stars in this in this class, but uh, as you go through the draft, it's definitely an interesting there's there's definitely some intriguing names that are It'll be interesting to see where some of these players land. But again, like I said, just like the quarterback position, I don't think running back is really a a spot where you have to get too crazy or too cute with because Christian McCaffrey proved that he can be that every down back, he can be that workhorse back. And he's just only gonna continue to get better, especially if the Panthers improve the offensive line, which we very much expect them to do and of course we'll get to the offensive line at some point as we roll through these positions but what I do want to get to because that'll kind of you know wrap things up a, a little bit but what I do want to get into because I mean it's only fitting because uh, it's only it's just a short time away we've got to touch on the Super Bowl. You know, or at least I want to share my thoughts on the Super Bowl because we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it much. Uh, obviously, if you get a chance, go check out the crossover episodes because they actually did a pair of them over the last couple weeks. Locked on Rams and Locked on Patriots, including obviously my buddy Mark Schofield of Locked on Patriots and of course Brad Moder of Locked on Rams. So go go check them out and all the other stuff they're doing to get you ready for the Super Bowl. It's hard to believe it's here. I mean, just a couple days away. You know, recording this on Friday, so just two days away from Super Bowl 53. I mean, we're we're into February now. It's hard to believe we're already into February, but here we are, Patriots and Rams Super Bowl 53. It's going to be fun. It it's definitely going to be fun. I'm going to be intrigued to see how, you know, after 2 weeks of preparation, what kind of offense Sean McVay has come up with to beat the Patriots and try to keep Tom Brady off the field as much as possible or at least score as many points as possible. What kind of defense Wade Phillips is going to conjure up to get to Tom Brady? You know, how is he going to utilize Aaron Donald. How is he going to utilize a Dominican suit? We know these guys are stars, but you know, now this is the big time for them. This is the biggest stage they've been on. By having someone like Wes like Wes Phillips leading the charge is is big time for these guys. Um, those are obviously some of the guys to keep an eye on. What about Marcus Peters? Marcus Peters has been somebody that has definitely been up and down and has shown, you know, he he may not be elite. Um, You know, he has his moments where he plays very well, but he's also had his moments where he's been beaten quite a bit. Brandon Cooks, you know, this is kind of his second chance. Uh, Remember, he played in the Super Bowl last year with the Patriots, but eventually... Eventually had to leave the game because of that concussion, because of that hard hit he took from Malcolm Jenkins. So, how is he going to capitalize on this? And you know the whole experience versus youth thing. Um, yeah, obviously Super Bowl experience is big. You know, and that's obviously one advantage the Patriots have because this is number nine now for Tom Brady, but let's keep in mind that it was just last year that a Philadelphia Eagles team that really didn't have a lot of Super Bowl experience, obviously a coach that was only in his second season as as a coach, a quarterback in Nick Foles that had never played in a Super Bowl, had hardly played in playoff games, period, before this run, they go into the Super Bowl and they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. So, I mean, it is possible, but you also have to figure that that loss is obviously... It's got to still be on Tom Brady's mind. You know, that it's... This is now his second chance at that sixth ring. And he's thinking about the fact that how close he was to getting number six last year and how this could very well be his shot at number seven. But nonetheless, going after number six... um, and kind of on the same note with the Rams coaches, what have, what are the Patriots going to do to counter the Rams offense? I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of intriguing stories here. You know, how do, how do they stop Aaron Donald? How do they stop Dominican Sue? How do they stop Dante Fowler? I mean, that, there, there's another name that really has stepped up big time for the Rams, especially for someone that they got at the trade deadline. You know, someone that seemingly was starting to get washed out in Jacksonville, Dante Fowler really, really brought himself back with the Rams, and he's definitely going to be a key factor. Maybe you know, probably an X factor if you want to, if you want to go that far. Um, you know, on the Patriots side of things, they've they've struggled to get pass rush this season, so it, it's going to be very imperative for them to try to generate something against what has been a good Rams offensive line. They've got to get something going to slow down Jared Goff, who seemed to have, who has seemingly gotten his feet back under him after a little bit of a, little bit of a slow stretch uh, toward the end of the regular season. But he's certainly bounced back very nice. And, um, certainly one big reason why the Rams are in the Super Bowl. And then going back to CJ Anderson, again, he he has played very very well for the Rams, especially with not seeing a lot of Todd Gurley now. Todd Gurley hasn't been on the injury report which is uh a you know, a, how do I want to say this? I feel like saying a breath of fresh air, but I don't know if that's really the right way to go. But it's obviously very, very encouraging. There, there's a good way to use It's very encouraging that Todd Gurley has not been on the injury report. But even with Gurley being banged up, the way C.J. Anderson has ran for the Rams um, from the time he was signed with the Rams very late in the regular season, and let's not forget, he was with the Raiders for a short time, too, before getting cut there. This is like the resurrection of C.J. Anderson from you know those last couple of weeks of the regular season and then just the way he's been running in the playoffs, especially against the Cowboys in the divisional round. C.J. Anderson has just been incredible in his short time for the Rams, and now here he is one step away from being a Super Bowl champion after spending the first few weeks just riding the bench behind Christian McCaffrey. But all that being said, I just have that feeling deep in my stomach that the Patriots pull this out. Again, I mentioned how the loss last year probably has to sting for them. I mentioned the experience of Tom Brady. You also think about the whole underdog situation. The the Eagles ran the underdog story all the way to the Super Bowl title. And we know the Patriots are basically doing that same thing now. You've even heard some of the sound bites from some of the playoff games. We we know that they're using that, you know, the fact that a lot of people either hate them or think they suck, things like that. It's pretty obvious that they're using that as motivation. You know, not necessarily, you know, maybe not to the extent that the Eagles played it up last year with the whole dog mask thing, but they're definitely playing it up. And I think they're going to ride that all the way to number six. I think, you know, and, and the way that they, the way that they drove the field in overtime against the chiefs, it just feels like something's brewing. It, it just real, it really feels like something's happening and I'm going to say that Tom Brady gets number six. I will say I will go Patriots 31, Rams 28. And for fun, I'll say it's another game winning field goal for the Patriots. Watch watch Steven Goskowski do like what Adam Vinatieri did 17 years ago and of course by the time Sunday rolls around it'll be 17 years to the day of Super Bowl 36 watch it happen again but just obviously a different kicker Steven Goskowski instead of Adam Vinatieri but i think that'll be my score prediction Rams or Patriots 31 Patriots 31 Rams 28 It'll be Super Bowl championship number six for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. It was a good run for the Rams, but, like I said, something just tells me that it's the Patriots year again. And the run for, you know, all that big – and – you know, the pay- the Rams went on that big spending spree this off-season, and I mean, in a way you could say it's paid off because they made it to the Super Bowl after losing their playoff opener last season against the Falcons. But something tells me that they're they're going to fall short now. Would I be stunned if the Rams win? Absolutely not. This this is you know, absolutely a coin flip. It it can go either way. If that Rams offense gets hot, they you know, watch out. You know that the the Patriots might be in a little bit of trouble, again, especially if they they can't get pass rush, which has been their Achilles heel all season long. But I just feel like that Brady magic is gonna come back and it's gonna be number six, and he'll come back next season and go for number seven. So there you have it. There's my Super Bowl prediction. Tom Brady gets one for the thumb. So with that, we will wrap things up here. We'll of course continue these positional breakdowns of the Panthers as time goes by, and you know start getting ready. I mean, hell, you know, Monday, we're talking We're really talking off because it will be the off season by the time Monday rolls around. We are, we are going to talk, or we are going to be in the off season, which is just ridiculously hard to imagine. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill Resetti, That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Google Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, however you get your listening pleasure. And of course, if you have a smart speaker, tell your smart speaker to play whatever podcast you want to play. So until next time, thanks for listening, guys. And we will see you right here on L.